You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. He puts his own post up there. Spence, <laughs> you the man, bro. Everybody, welcome into the Hump Day Hotline, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm one of the hosts of this wonderful show, and that's my co-host over there, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence, how you feeling this Hump Day? I'm good, man. I got to get my energy up like you. You got the you got the the noise. I got to bring it. I got to bring it. I'm not I, there, but I'm gonna get it up. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna get the energy up. I'm manufacturing it a little bit, so just just a little <laughs> bit. It's not. I mean, I would probably prefer to just be like, "What's up?" But you know, hey, it, we can't. I don't think the people your, in the room would like that. <laughs> get your quiet storm on. You know? right. <laughs> I don't want to put everybody to sleep by talking like this the whole time. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's hump day. So everybody, do us a favor: uh, like, subscribe. Uh, if you've not yet subscribed to uh, the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel or the Facebook or the Twitter account, uh, so please subscribe, like whatever platform that you are watching or listening on. And uh, we are Super Chat Live as well. So if we get to talk in and the comments get to rolling and you've got a question you really want answered or you want to make a comment about the Bills Patriots or the Bills Chiefs or anything in general, I was actually asked on Twitter about an hour ago if what I thought about Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in if Trubisky leaves, which Trubisky is leaving, if you know if if how I felt about her, if I thought there was a possibility of Fitzpatrick coming to Buffalo, and I was like, as much as I'd love it, I don't see that happening. So if you got even a question or a comment like that, feel free to throw us a super chat. But on to former things, Jay Spence the King. How's that Patriots game got you feeling? I, I'm still on it. Like I, my energy, I'm still wired from that game. Like I, I've watched it probably five times without exaggeration. <laughs> Without any like zero exaggeration, I've watched it once and then once in the condensed version. No, full like I wanted the commentary, (laughs) I wanted everything. Like I, I wanted every, every, everything. All nice, nice, nice. So who we got? Adam already jumping off with the super chats real quick. Says I'm wondering if you can speak to legacy. Longtime listener of your work, I feel like this game is really the best shot we have. In the in this, that's a great so legacy in the sense of so. Adam, give it give give us some clarity because I love the word legacy. I love where your mind is at with this. Now you're speaking legacy in the sense of how, you know this team, this this Bills roster, this head coach, this quarterback going down in the annals of time for Bills Mafia. 
um, is what I'm guessing. So if you want to just confirm that, I'll go first, being that I'm already talking. I don't think this game bears any real perspective on legacy. I think the Bills have done an amazing job. I mean, Sean McDermott, four playoff years and in, in four playoffs in five years, three in a row, AFC East champion twice in a row. Um, he's obviously advanced. He's winning playoff games, which to me, as much as wins are not a quarterback stat, I've been saying since I became a podcaster in 2019 that playoff wins are a head coach stat. Like coaches are judged by playoff wins or losses. Allen's that's good. Thank you. But more so than that, and this is where I'll let you jump in. Both these guys are young. McDermott's really young and Josh Allen's 20. Is he 25 yet? 24, 25. I mean, we got time. Kurt Warner yeah, became, still hasn't even fully grown in. Right? Like he's still, Kurt, you know. Kurt, Kurt Warner became a hall of famer in his late twenties and early thirties. Right. I mean, Rich yeah. Gannon went to super bowls in his early thirties. I mean, we got a lot of time. What do you think? Uh, as far as Josh's legacy, I think um, I, I've, I'm on the record of saying, and, and not in a bad way, but Joe got me and a couple other people got me where they're like, no, come on, relax, Spence. We have it. I feel like we already have um, the, the greatest quarterback in Buffalo Bills history on this roster. You were saying that and last I, year. Yep. And I said it last year. And I, and I get that he hasn't already played in four Super Bowls and he hasn't mm-hmm. won any. Um, but if we're really going to go on that point of saying uh wins aren't a quarterback stat, then I don't want to use that as an argument for legacy. I feel like what Josh Allen did on the field last season, and now again, what he did this year, he had a few more interceptions, but we've never, we've never seen a quarterback in the Buffalo Bills uniform do the things that Josh Allen has done. And then you rewind just a few days back and you go to that game that we played Saturday night. There has never been a performance in the NFL not even just in the Bills uniform. There's never been a performance in the NFL like that. So for me, I feel like uh, Josh's legacy is is cemented. What's up, man? I see you. You're like you're ready. <laughs> well, I didn't want to cut you off because I knew that you wanted to finish that thought, and I'm I, I want to be good about that. Um, I don't know if Bruce is still in the room or not, but no, he's, Saturday, he's not in the back. Wins are not a quarterback stat unless it was Saturday night. Josh Allen won that football game. I don't know, man. That defense Josh won the Allen game, won. too. No, but I mean, as great as Josh Allen was, but as great as Josh was, man. Listen, I was thinking about, I was in the line at Wendy's today getting lunch. I dropped off a couple computers to overnight to somebody, and I'm standing in line at Wendy's at Five Corners in Orchard Park, and I'm thinking to myself, what if the Patriots actually, so what if, I'm thinking to myself, self, what if the same thing happens? So the Bills go on a tear like that against the Chiefs. Could the Chiefs? I mean, could they win that game? No. If you start with the ball and score a touchdown every time, it's impossible to be beaten. Impossible. Yeah, because I mean, if you stop them, <laughs> if you stop them once, but you once. score every time, right? You won the game. Right. But but the thing is, the defense was lights out again, and it's been it's been consistent. Like I know we yeah, have things yeah. that we complain about because we nitpick, and we're we're those fans that like we want to we want every facet of the game to be perfect. Yeah. I know, you know, and and trust me, to see Saturday night was phenomenal. Like that's yeah. what you want to see every yeah. week. Yeah. But there's times where that doesn't happen, where the offense doesn't score 47 points against the second ranked defense in the league, it, and and. You know, it just doesn't happen. But the defense consistently all season, man, like all year we've been doing this. So I'm 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 going into this game feeling very confident, not overly confident to where I'm cocky, <laughs> but I'm feeling very, very confident, man. I, I feel like I feel like what we saw last week and, and granted, Kansas City did something impressive against the Steelers. Right. That was a good yeah. game for them as well. It wasn't the second ranked defense. 
yeah. you know, yeah. it, it just wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that that football game, that that Patriots game, it was obviously nothing that we've ever seen before. Do you? And I said this on the over on the over the post game show. Um, I feel like, and no, I didn't. I said it on the second show, the back to back show. I said it on Sunday. Things I think I think. Um, one of the things that I think I think is that this is not not every not scoring touchdowns every single drive, but the Bills have come out and been different, a much different football team uh, since that loss in Tampa, since halftime at Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I said, what I think I think is that this is sustainable for the Bills. I, I don't know that this is just a hot streak. I think this is something that is sustainable through the rest of the playoffs. Clearly, they could come out and lay an egg, and the wheels could come off. Cal Brandt said that today on Good Morning Football. Please don't you know, lay an egg. Um, it's always possible. I was mad at him for that. Don't even put that energy out there, Kyle. Like, don't even do that. You were in Buffalo. We done like the hospitality of Buffalo held him down. And he like, don't even don't even throw that out there. Don't even throw that right. out there. Shout out to Brandon, my man Brandon. I'm sorry, B. I'm so sorry, B. My man Brian Bowers. He said Jordan Poyer might be my favorite player after that epic pregame speech mm. to the defensive backs. Man, I felt that in my soul. Like he said, F them pats. I'm gonna tell you what, <laughs> yo. <laughs> that that pregame speech had me ready. And the game yeah. is over, but I was yeah. ready to suit. I grab my helmet is right there. I got a Bills helmet. I was ready. Throw that thing on. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, incredible. So we talked a couple weeks ago just about um teams getting hot at the right time. And I said, I don't feel like every year the Super Bowl winner is a team that gets hot at the right time, but there have been Super Bowl winners that got hot at the right time. The Bills absolutely 100 percent You know, Pat Mahomes, and we'll talk about Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen in a second. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen is Josh Allen. They're not crazy different as far as separation in skill level, talent level, where they are. And the Chiefs have a couple great pieces. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football, getting older, getting, you know, early 30s. Tyreek Hill. The Buffalo Bills have the better team, right? The Bills have the better football team. The Bills have the best team in probably the playoffs right now as far as at every position, especially with the emergence of Devin Singletary. We're not having conversations any longer about – Man, the Bills have a really big weakness at running back. Right now, Devin Singletary is doing everything that he needs to do to make this team win and go forward. Is it sustainable, in your opinion? Like, is this, is this, are they becoming who they are, or is this just a hot streak? I guess that's how I want to ask that question. Um, I think outside of Devin Singletary, I don't think anything about it is a hot streak. I think, you know, we've seen Devin Singletary start to pick it up now, but outside of that, you know, if you look at the stats for the year, yeah, he had a few more interceptions, but Josh has been great this yeah, season yeah, too. Yeah. You know, we just compare it to last year's, you know, and and like that's the thing. When, like when you're talking about somebody who's performed to such a high level, like, you know, for all my hip-hop fans, like I always be like, well, you can't compare it. Like nobody ever compares Jay-Z to to Mace. Like you compare right. Jay-Z to Jay-Z and it's like, yo, it's not as good as the blueprint. It's not as good as the black, but you don't compare him to I don't know, Bobby Schmurter, whoever yeah, is out yeah. now that these guys like. So the thing is with Josh, like now you're like you got the hater that just don't want to let go of their bad take from three, four years ago. But when you're really watching Josh and now the Bills fans, we're comparing him to last year. Nobody is comparing him. Like, again, you have the certain people that want to hate and can't get rid of him. It's like he's not Mahomes yet. You got your Nick Rice. Yeah, yeah. You got the you, you got Keyshawn who, who claims Lamar Jackson is a better. I don't even want to go there. But Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN on first take said that he'd take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen because Josh Allen just showed up and he's flashed and he's not as good. I don't know what he was smoking. I need whatever strain that was because, you know, I do my wake and bakes before the game. I need that strain because it's good. 
Whatever it is that he's smoking got him wrong. I just don't see it, but I don't see it. And so Josh has been playing lights out. Stefan Diggs, the numbers, if you really go back and look at the numbers, he's still very, very efficient. The defense, like I talked about earlier, the best in the league. So I don't feel like we're getting hot. I feel like now you're just seeing like every single part as far as, oh, now we have a running game. Yeah. Oh, now our offensive line is we have the right guys out there. But no, yeah. I, I think I think we've performed this year. We've had some down moments like every great team does. But I feel like this is who we've been. Yeah. Steve Lynn says Casey is just as hot as the Bills. I would potentially agree. The difference would be for me, uh, they just don't have the same roster. I think the Bills have the better roster. The Bills just have a better roster. This is great from the real Chris Jenke. I love this. I said this, I think, on the Phoenix show. Are you guys concerned that we may have set the bar too high moving forward in the playoffs? I think we've. I think they set the bar too high for the for the Bills fans because now Bills fans, as soon as they punt the first time, Bills fans are going to lose their mind because they didn't score a touchdown every single drive. Um, so I think our expectations, we need to be careful not to put them back where they were probably weeks one through four where we thought the Bills were going to score 45 points on every single person that they played. Uh, literally time to shine every single week. It was like 47 to four. 47 to 5, 40, yeah. like 51 to 10. And it's like, guys, they're not going to score that many Relax, points. Dude. <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to jump back on that, that com- the comment that Steve made. I, I yeah. agree with both of you. I don't know how to, to say this, but like I kind of agree with both of you on that because what I do feel like I was in a I was in a spaces with Mookie and um, Robin and a few others. And one of the things that they like Mookie was in there, he's like, man, don't nobody want to see the bills and you know mm-hmm. the, ain't nobody talking about the chiefs defense but actually they are like for the the second half of the season and, and the first week of the playoffs the chiefs actually have the best defense in the league we just have the best defense throughout the season right the chiefs have chris jones back ingram is playing lights out the defense this is going to be this is not going to be one of those games at least I'm, I'm hoping that it is one but i don't think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be a a major blowout on either side i think this yeah, is going to be a yeah. slugfest so i agree with i agree with steve here but i also agree with you we have we have the team man like trey white has been out since thanksgiving and and our <clears> secondary <throat> hasn't even it hasn't slipped a, like not even a little bit that's the biggest it's crazy we're, we're, I mean, it's, it's funny because we're kind of brushing through some of the topics we're going to talk on the show. And that's that to me is the biggest test. And we can go back to it. Go ahead. No, Triggs was just commenting on, on what uh, I was saying about Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN saying that he'd take Lamar Jackson. He said Keyshawn is one of the most overrated wide receivers ever. I can't quite go there. I think he was he's not Hall of Famer to me, but he's like he's that step just below a Hall of Famer. So he's somebody who um, I feel like you would want to have on your team, but not somebody who would be your wide receiver, even though he he. He had the role of wide receiver one for a few years. I think in today's NFL, what we see, I just don't think he would compare. When you talk hype and the book, throw me the damn ball and Jets parcels to the Cowboys, he absolutely, in my opinion, is the definition of an overrated wide receiver, even if it's only in his own mind. He is not. So you, a guy, a guy that with the same type of moxie swagger, chat, talk, whatever feelings about himself, but backed it up. Ocho Cinco. Right. Terrell Owens. Those guys had that same kind of Keyshawn wanted to be Keyshawn wanted to be in that same kind of like vein of I'm a talker, I'm the best, throw me the ball, blah, blah, blah. And his play never backed it up. Never like it did with like Chad, uh Chad Johnson or Ter- Terrell Owens to me. Terrell Owens is in a whole different league. Correct. And, I'm just uh, talking about I'm just talking no, about I know, I know, no, I know you weren't. I, yeah. I know yeah. you weren't. I was more so backing you up here. Like Terrell Owens is in a whole different league. And when 
And when you have like, so if Terrell Owens would have come out and said, you know what, I would have rather played with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson than Josh Allen, I would have at least listened. Right. Because, you know, like he's a Hall Fair. of Famer and he's Fair. he's like the top, you know, depending on who you talk to, he's the second best, third best wide receiver of all time. So I would have at least listened. Yep. Keyshawn yep. Johnson, you can't. You, nah, man. Just no. Yeah. And I ain't, I ain't never played in the NFL, but but no, nah, just no, nah, man. We'll just call him little, little Squinty because he squints a lot when he talks. But uh, what do you get? What do you got in the comment section? It's it's a lot. The comments are jumping tonight, man. The comments are jumping. Eric says uh, Sorensen will get burned by Knox again. I am hoping so. So I am hoping so. It seems like we're moving on. Talk about that. I mean, as far as so, I'll bring up one of them, which is uh. Uh, which one do I want to pick here? What is the biggest test facing the Bills in this game? What is the biggest test facing the Chiefs? So uh, jumping off on that comment, for me, that's one of them. To me, Dawson Knox is very much a, a, a contributing key factor in the Buffalo Bills winning this football game, just like he was, obviously, in week five, week six, whenever the Bills played them the last time and they, and they won. Now, clearly... The Chiefs were not playing well in that in that football game, and Pat Mahomes has taken this game to another level this year. So, you know, Mahomes throwing two two interceptions, one for a pick six, is kind of a big deal. <clears throat> and the and you know, winning and beating them by eighteen points. But I think Dawson Knox is a big part of that. So for the Chiefs, I think you know, covering Dawson, I think Isaiah McKenzie. If they keep rolling that dude the way that they've rolled, please don't stop. Don't out coach yeah. and get smart. Make them face Isaiah McKenzie, and they're going to game plan for him. Make them face him, right? Don't just make him invisible. Um, and then for the Chiefs, well, I'll let you go next. So as far as the Chiefs, what are your biggest – what's the biggest test facing the Chiefs in this football game for you? For me, it's the offensive line. I know we've been playing better, and we've been playing phenomenally, but um, we haven't seen a Chris Jones. Correct. So yeah. um, and, and Ingram is there and he's been playing better than I remember him playing for some time. Like he's 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 balling right now. So for me, uh, we've been seeing Josh have time like yeah. we've just been seeing him have time. I I hope and pray to God we have time. I watched the, the week five matchup against the Chiefs and they didn't have Jones. And Josh was back there like in the third quarter, man, he was back there on one play in particular. He was back there and he had the ball for like without it was like eight seconds. Mm. <laughs> it was just like and 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 Chris Collingsworth was like, oh, boy, do they miss Jones right now? So, <laughs> look, we, they missed him. So I, that is going to be a concern, not to the point where I think Josh can't be Josh. I still think Josh is going to be Josh. But but, yeah, I want to see how this offensive line performs against this pass rush. Yeah, we bro we broke down, obviously, the offensive line like we do every Monday night and. Mm -hmm. They're doing something different. Um, so they're they're not only pin and pulling, but they're also doing hook blocks and they're executing these hook blocks incredibly. So and, and I would encourage everybody that hasn't watched the Fina show yet to go back and you can advance through it until he gets in, you know up until he gets into the, the play the no, play breakdowns. Watch that whole thing. Watch that whole thing, the whole show. <laughs> if you don't have time to watch the whole thing, watch it all the way or get to the scrub to where he gets to the to the to the uh, to the to the breakdowns. No. But just watching them execute, and it's not just the offensive linemen, it's not the guards, it's not the tackles that are hook blocking. And basically what that means is I'm lined up with you. And if the ball carrier is on my, we'll call it my right and I'm the left guard or the left tackle, I'm basically, as the guys are pulling behind me with the running back headed to his left, to my left, I'm then hooking my guys. So I'm basically turning my stance this way and pushing them in that direction. The, the way that they've been executing is just, it, especially in that Patriots game, was it was near flawless. It was, I mean, Dawkins got away with a hold on one play, but by and large, they've just been executing well. So it's one of those times that we talk about, well, the team just didn't execute. This is one of those times where they all executed, and they've been mm -hmm. executing very well. 
So the communication is, but it, it's it's going to be a test for sure. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, whether or not Spagnola sends the blitz, we'll see. Um, it's funny how it ebbs and flows, and not just with Josh Allen, with any quarterback. So you go for a long period of time where teams don't blitz you, and you tear them apart. So then teams start to blitz you, and you tear them apart. And then they stop blitzing you, and you tear them apart. And that's kind of like where Josh Allen kind of lives as well. He lives in that space of, well, what hasn't anybody done for a while? Let's try that instead. Um, I would expect to see some blitzing on Josh Allen this week. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But but first, I just disagree with you, man. No, do not scrub that damn show. Go back and watch the whole thing. <laughs> Shout out to my go. man, John Fina. No, you go back and you watch the entire episode. That is a great show. And it really, um, not for nothing, what it does is it gives you um, NFL level breakdowns in a language that lay people or maybe that's not the right time. i've been in church too long lay 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 person and stuff uh it, it gives you it gives you it gives you nfl level conversation um at a at a you know at a regular person so if you don't yeah. understand the x's and o's completely it really helps you to understand the game and i've become so much smarter this year because yeah. of the show that you and john has put on so no you go back and you watch the whole thing don't listen to joe for that like listen to him but don't listen to him for that don't scrub it Go listen. To, shout out to John Fina. He's the man. Yeah, it's, I've learned a ton over the last two years doing a show with him as well. Last year we did quarterly reports, and this year we've done the breakdowns. And I wish we had the ability to do a telestrator, teleprompter, telestrator, where he can write on the screen and control it. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll figure something out. But people are calling for it too every week without fail. Somebody's like, I just wish he could like do real time like drawing on the screen because I think sometimes people have a hard time identifying where somebody might be. But uh, anyways, yeah. But getting back to the offensive line, I would agree with you. That's going to be a big test for the Bills. Um, uh, facing the Chiefs, uh, another big test for the Bills facing the Chiefs is going to be trying to stop. You know, you're Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace are, are going to have to have their best days. I mean, they're just they're just going to have to. They're going to bracket Tyreek Hill. They're going to bracket more than likely, you know, Kelsey, and then or they're going to do they're going to they're going to try to do something that the Bills we saw the Bills do a long time ago against Gronk. There were times when the Bills would bring try to bring enough pressure in the olden days to make Gronk stay in. And Gronk have to block. And it would work usually for about a half. And then the Patriots would find some ways to get him loose. And then he'd tear us, tear us alive. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works. And obviously, it puts Pringle and, and Michael Hardman and those guys out there to be, you know, they're going to have to make catches. They're, and I think the Bills have gotten lucky this year. Have you ever noticed? So sidebar, have you ever been the fan that I am, especially with the Patriots, where it just seemed like over 20 years during the drought, Every single ball, weird, hard catch, whatever difficult d level of di difficulty to catch a ball, and dudes would just against the Bills would always come down with it. They would just oh, and it was like, why don't our wide receivers make catches like that? And it just seems like that role has reversed now this year specifically. A lot of great wide receivers are dropping passes against us. Easy balls are getting dropped. Even in the Patriots game, a bunch of easy balls got dropped. I know it was cold, and the Bills are the ones making like these crazy catches. Stephon Diggs obviously is a big reason for that. But even Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, high pointed a ball in that game last weekend. Have you? Am I the only one that feels that? That's like, I don't know. It just seems like other teams in the, during the drought years, everybody, every every other team had the 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 stick them on their hands, like in the, the replacements. I don't know if you watched that movie, but so I guess the, so. The way I look at that, I do it. I do notice it. I do. Um, but one of the things that I notice is I notice it on teams that have um, the highest caliber receivers versus the lowest, and. Yeah. This is with all respect to NFL players, but when you have a guy like Diggs, he he immediately came in and changed the culture in that wide receiver room, oh, on yeah. the whole team, oh, yeah. but on the wide receiver room. And I feel like somebody on his of his caliber of player, they practice 
certain plays that you know and then in the game it becomes natural right so like those plays that you're talking about that now we're seeing gabriel davis make it seems like twice a game every week uh now that you're seeing dawson knox is like not even looking like a tight end he's out there looking like a wide receiver and i feel like these guys are practicing things that that make sense to the game and and look I, I think what happens is it's coaching and and it's, it's the talent in yeah. New England. I, the, their wide receivers just don't have the same talent. Um, you could talk about the Chiefs. I, I, I think the Chiefs are very, very I, I, the Chiefs have one of the most dynamic, dangerous offenses in the league. But yeah. if you're going to go person by person, I'm, I'm taking the Bills offense. I, I, and this is not again. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. I'm, I, I, this is all respect to Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill to me, I compared Isaiah McKenzie to him earlier in the season, which is why I wanted Brian Dayball to use him. I don't think he's a wide receiver one, Mm-mm. but I think he has a, a similar skill set and speed. So I'm not going to say it's a wash because Tyreek Hill is a clearly a wide receiver one. Yeah. But I feel like we have we have similarities there after after that, though. Diggs is better than any of their wide receivers. Oh, yeah. You know, Dawson Knox is not statistically this year. He's not that far off from what we're seeing from uh, Travis Kelsey throughout his career. Correct. Then you're talking about the other wide receivers. Tell me you're not going to take Gabriel Davis over uh, Hartman. Or Manny Sanders or Cole Beasley, all of them. So that's what I'm. So it's like when you're talking top to bottom. Yeah, you got a couple guys that they got that you're like, holy smokes, those guys are, you know, they're legit. But look. My whole squad is legit, and I'm rolling with the Buffalo Bills, and that's that's where we at this year. Yeah, perfect. I love it when you segue beautifully into one of my comments or one of my tickers at the bottom of the screen, which is basically Bills offense versus the Chiefs defense. Conversely, the Chiefs offense versus the Bills defense. And I just want to give everybody some statistics. So, and we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but when we're talking about offense, right? So, points per game offensively, the Buffalo Bills are number three at twenty eight point four points per game. The Chiefs are number four. 28.2 so they're right behind us right on our heels yards per game total yards per game the buffalo bills are number five for total yards per game 381.9 the chiefs are actually third 396.8 now obviously this is where it gets different defense so the bills have a top three offense in the nfl and you and i talked about this week four week five when we were all like wait a minute the bills have the number one offense in the i think we had the number one and number one we had number one offense and number mm-hmm. one defense and we we're like and then we started doing some research and it was we it, it became obvious that teams that I think it was top five. So if they had an offense and a defense in the top five, of the NFL, they won the Super Bowl. And we were like, uh, this is interesting as statistics tend to roll out there. So they've got a top three offense. The bills do the Buffalo bills defensively. We know they've got the number one defense yards per game that they're allowing 272.8. Uh, the, the, uh, chiefs are way down at the bottom. One, two, three, four, five, six from the bottom. So what's that? 32, 26th. Uh, they're allowing this is where it gets weird though. They're allowing 368.9 yards per game. They're 26 in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills points per game, number one. We know that they're allowing 17. This is where it's weird. 26th in yards allowed per game. So they're bending and not breaking tremendously. The Chiefs, they're like eighth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're eighth in points allowed per game, 21.4. So as much as they're giving up mountains and mountains and miles a yard. They're not giving yards. They're not giving up points, which is weird. Well, the thing is also, if you look, cause you're looking at the full season stats, correct? Correct. Yeah. I can't if break it. I wish I could, I wish I could split. I wish I could split the first week, the first eight versus the second eight, but I can't. Well, I was going to say that the, the second half or not even really the second half, I would say the, the last third of the season mm-hmm. really, really helped their defense. They had a, they had a bad game against the Bengals, but um, other than that, that for, towards the end of that season, 
that defense really buckled down and, and really started to because there were there were points in the season where the offense didn't look good, like at the end of the season where Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes and that defense was winning them games. So um, I still I still take our, our, our defense. But, you know, it, it, this is going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. This is funny. I don't know if you know context, but Scooter, you're welcome to hang out with us. I'm guessing you're a Chiefs fan. But uh, from a fan base that talks trash and goes low, just about worse than any other fan base in the league over the last couple of years, clearly I under, I think you know sarcasm and you're blowing things out of proportion as was being done on Twitter today. So And, and actually, especially going after a person and trying to like get a hold of their place of employment and trying to cancel them. Yeah, maybe you should be classy, and maybe Chiefs fan. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. I, I know you said they, they can hang out, but they just do another comment. I'm just gonna let them go and enjoy their night, and we'll see them Sunday. <laughs> because that no, it's it's one of those things where this show doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo Rumblings doesn't do that, and the people Correct. in these comments don't do that. And there's a whole lot of Bills Mafia members that don't do that, and there's yeah. a very select few that do. And the thing is, they just so happen to be the loudest part of Bills Mafia on these social media or these social networks, and then you want to come on here and no we're not doing that we're not we're not sure so yeah they can they can uh watch from somebody else's account if they like yeah for sure that's fine that that's cool i was i was just trying to be i like your way better i wanted to do that but i was just like i'll be i'll be nice but uh at the end of the day you know we'll 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 let them play it out on the football field um and i lost my place what we were talking about bill's offense versus the chiefs defense conversely chiefs offense versus the bill's defense if I'm taking one of these offenses versus one of these defenses, I'm picking the Bills offense over the Chiefs defense because the Bills defense is better. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I mean I'm stating the obvious. I'm looking for you I guess to play devil's advocate. Talk me out of that if you can. Uh, well, okay. So honestly, I am confident. So I can't but I'm going to just play devil devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um the thing is Josh said it himself. In order to be the man, you have to beat the man. Yep, and at this point, they're the AFC. They've been in the AFC championship three years in a row. They've been in the Super Bowl multiple times. They've won a Super Bowl. And and this is we're at this point now where the Buffalo Bills have to get over this hump. And the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs are the hump that the Buffalo Bills. Speaking of that, hump that like, do us a favor, hump that like on Hump Day Hotline. Let's get it. Hump that like. But we got to get over the hump when it comes to these Kansas City Chiefs. And it just is what it is. Yeah. Um now. Again, if I'm being honest with you, I'm on I'm on the same side as you. I think that um, what we're, what we've seen out of Josh Allen for the last few weeks, I think he's locked in. I think he's I think he's motivated, and I think he's ready. And I think he's at that point where he's like, "Look, I want it, and and I'm not going to allow us to lose this game." Um, I just I just don't see it. I don't see yeah. it. One more time, shout out to Triggs with the super chat. It says it helps when you face lock Teddy Love Jones. I don't know if you get that. I have I no idea what he's doing. I was, I was like, Spence will surely get this. No, <laughs> I don't get it. No. Just <laughs> tricks. Let us know. I, it, like, if that's a, I don't know. Just tell us what that means. If I need to show people my driver's license so you know how old I am, I'm totally disconnected from like modern stuff. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the guy that asks Spence, like, what does no cap mean? <laughs> <laughs> True story. That, no cap. He actually did. No cap. <laughs> Shout out to John. He says, game will come down to red. Red zone scoring, and that's where we lost last year. We need to stay aggressive offensively. This show is nothing but respectful. 
I agree yeah. with that last part. I disagree a little bit about last year, um, the reason that we lost. Last year in the conference championship, we lost because we weren't healthy. We lost because we couldn't score and we didn't have a run game. There was a that, number that's why we lost. There was a number of factors. He so his to his point, when the Bills were down twelve, they kicked a field goal, then they were down twelve again and kicked a field goal. So that's kind of what John's talking about there. So there was times when you're down by two possessions and you're kicking a field goal. You're down by two possessions again late and you're kicking a field goal. And but the bills were not prepared. We've talked about at that ad nauseum, uh, just as far as. But I think, but I think that's because they were injured. I mean, if if Stefan Diggs didn't have cracked ribs, if if um, Cole Beasley didn't have a cracked leg, yeah. and you know whatever other injuries we have, last year Cole Beasley was he was leading the league in separation. Yep, yep. He would like. There's no way. There's no way I'm believing that we wouldn't have scored in the red zone had we been healthy. And sure. this year uncarried like and actually um i know we don't have to like really go here but right now we're healthy <laughs> for sure we are healthy i, I want to talk so, about i want to talk about this you you know in order to, josh allen in order to be the man you've got to beat the man right so mm -hmm. i take i take a lot of uh, I'm, I'm upset about the fact that we were having that conversation in order to be the man you've got to beat the man last year about the patriots and we went on and beat them, only to have another man step in front of us. <laughs> so we beat the man. We became the man to beat the man because, because we beat the man with the Patriots, only to have the Chiefs kind of be like, no, 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 we're the man now. It's like, wait, you didn't beat them. We beat well, them. It's just levels. There's <laughs> levels to it because because for us, uh, last year, last year, um, the New England Patriots for us, it was it was the big bully in middle school or, or you know, it, it was it was that for us. When we got to high school, now we're trying to graduate and to graduate. You got to get through that team. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, right. The Kansas City Chiefs right now are on a whole different. Now, if Tom Brady was still in New England last year and, and that would have been a completely different thing. But yeah. the, the past last year and the year before, they, they still weren't. And he's talking about the Chiefs facing uh, Drew Locke, or is it Drew Locke? Drew Locke, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Jordan Love, and Mac Jones. Okay. I had no clue. I'm sorry. I was. I <laughs> well, thought it was, it was like a, a it was song lower, reference or something. It was the lowercase L. It was the lowercase L on, on Locke and Love that threw me to. I was like, what is, is that? Like, I'm like, you know, to face a lot. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hear a song. I'm like, wait, is it? I'm like, what song is that? Is that <laughs> Funny. Both of our, you can tell who the musicians are. It's us. Because <laughs> we automatically go to music. <laughs> like, what song was that? But, but yeah, no, I just feel like last year the Patriots, um, they weren't the big bullies, but they were the bullies because of what happened over the last sure, few years. Sure. Um, but, but if Tom Brady was still there and they had the teams that they've had, then yeah, I could see it being like, oh, it's, it's the, no, the not, Patriots. Not to, not to go backwards, but to think about how that role has, even with a little bit of trepidation that we had this year, the, the, the Patriots come to town. We sweep them last year. The Patriots, Allen got, Allen lost two years ago to a close game at the end, at the end of the season. We, we sweep them last year in convincing fashion, second game. This year they come to town, crazy weather, win. And we're all uneasy. Bills throttle them at home in New England and then obviously the playoff game. It's funny how that role has reversed. Very much. I mean, I don't know that it's getting enough talk and enough chatter of how much that role of them owning us has reversed. And oh, by the way, another thing I think I think if Belichick retires in the next one or two years, McDaniels doesn't last two years as the head coach of that football team. And they're on a downward skid for 10 or 15 years like they, their drought, in my opinion, begins at that point in time. And we could run this. We could run this division for a decade. 
Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, um, and obviously we don't know the future. Like, we don't know who's going to come out the draft in four years. Like, we don't know what quarterback is going to be there. But the Jets don't have a quarterback that can compete. They don't have a quarterback that can develop to compete with Josh Allen. The New England Patriots don't have a quarterback that can develop enough right. to compete with Josh Allen. And right. in Miami, I don't even think they want to anymore. I don't know what's going on down there. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Eric. He said, Tom Brady knew the Bills were on the come up. It's one of the reasons why I think he left. I think he left because he knew that the roster just wasn't going to be good. But but I agree. I, I mean, it, it, it comes down to where it's like, okay, well, the Bills aren't good. And if my roster is not good, I'm still good enough to kind of get us over on the Bills and the Jets and the, the Dolphins. Now he knew that roster was done and he knew that this was the year they saw that trade coming. They saw that stuff. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, Eric. They, they knew. I he knew. I disagree. I think the reason that he left is because what some people mistake as arrogance is generally confidence and what people mistake as confidence is generally arrogance. And I think he's just an incredibly arrogant person. And I think Tom Brady wanted to prove to everybody that it wasn't bill belichick i don't i don't i, mean, I don't i don't think that they know, lived in harmony there's rumors out there that they have not lived in harmony for the last four or five six years primarily because what you just said belichick is a gm and was not putting people around him he's stacking right. his defense and giving him trash wide receivers and base and basically being a run first team and it's like i'm tom brady give me somebody to throw the football to and to me, that's the part. Like, I, I agree with you. Your take as far as like it, it wasn't heavenly there. Like, they had some no harmony at all going on. Right, right. But you know, I also feel like, look, I don't have any receivers. I don't have any. Gronk retired on them. Gronk was like, man, screw this, I'm out of here. I think that was and a big so part of it too. Gronk. What yeah, is Gronk, so like, what does Gronk do when Tom Brady goes to the Bucks? I'm in. I'll play. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he goes to the Bucks, sign me up. Yeah. It, which which so. tells you that yeah, it's. Yeah, I, di I digress. Go ahead. You were going to say something else. No, I mean, this guy, I don't I don't forget, man. We didn't tan we didn't gone on tangents. It's all good. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. So has Josh Allen and, and I'd love to hear from the comments section as well. Let's be honest for a second. I know we're all fanboys. I know we've got fan, you know, the fan goggles on and we all love Josh Allen. And I'm at the point now I, I try to stop and think. Going back to your question last year with Fanatics, would you reverse the trade? Would you take Pat Mahomes right now over Josh Allen, blah, 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 and that whole thing is blown out? And I still have never really landed anywhere back then. So I, But I tried to put myself back in that mode of thinking early 2020, and I was just like before the season started, man, how do I feel? There's, a, there's an innate character piece for me. Not that Pat Mahomes is a bad dude. He's not a bad guy. But Josh Allen just is Buffalo to me. But the question is, has Josh Allen reached Pat Mahomes' level? And that's what I want us to ask ourselves as a professional. Has he reached it, or is there still work to do? I think there's two answers to that question. Okay. Um, so in fairness, when you're talking about, you know, accomplishments and accolades, no. Josh Allen, because um, as much as we like to say wins are not a quarterback stat, everywhere you look whenever you're talking about all-time greats and every time you, it's like oh well he won six super bowls oh he won right three right, right, right you know so it automatically goes to, so when you have that conversation no he's not on patrick mahomes level he hasn't won the afc championship he hasn't won the super bowl so you can't put him there however when i watch the film josh allen makes the same crazy yeah. throws that yeah. patrick mahomes and he makes crazier throws he did and it, on top night. Of it saturday night he did it and on top of it He's the second best running quarterback in the league. Like, like think about that. Yeah. Like, this guy has the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes, and he and he it's a completely different run style than Lamar Jackson. But he has to me, he has the the to me, he's Derrick Henry on the run, 
and and Patrick Mahomes with the arm. No other team has a quarterback like that in yeah, history. Sure. Not even just like now. For sure. In history, we haven't sure. seen that. So for me, I'm taking. But you know, I took Josh before, like mm-hmm. you know, last year. I'm when like, people, oh, when people are taking country. when people are taking Kyler Murray before he played a snap as an NFL <laughs> quarterback, you're you're keeping Allen. That one was like, wait, what? You're you're going to take Kyler Murray over Josh Allen? Like, yeah. This is the this is the problem that I have. So Sheldon, I appreciate this, and I know that this is the common thought feeling around the national media. And there's comments about the national media that Josh has better legs and a slightly bigger arm, but Pat Mahomes has the consistency you want. I disagree. You look at last season, he led the league and dropped interceptions, balls that he threw to the opposite team that were dropped. This year, the first eight games of the season, nine games of the season, he did not play well at all. He's cleaned it up since then against us. He threw he threw an interception <laughs> to Greg Rousseau. And let's not forget for one second that EJ Manuel got benched and never got his job back because he threw an interception to another defensive end named J.J. Watt. Similar pass play. Russo intercepts. It got it ruined E.J. Manuel's career when he did it, and Pat Mahomes walks away from it as the most consistent quarterback in the NFL. And I think the piece of this is get, that gets lost, and you and I know it, we've talked about it a lot, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Josh Allen never gets the reverse credit for leading the league in dropped passes his first two seasons as an NFL quarterback. He led the league. His first two years, nobody, I think the second year was like one in every seven passes were dropped, not in, inaccurate, not missed his receiver, dropped straight. Like it was, it was crazy what like the drop percentages. He led the league by a lot two years in a row. That's a big deal when you're talking about consistency. Because if, if half those are half those are caught, his completion percentage, I remember doing the math, was in the 60s. And it's a it completely like different conversation. It was like yeah, 62%. It was like 62%. Yeah. If, and, if just and half of them were caught, which was the average half. for everybody else. Yeah. And so just think about the yardage, think about the touchdowns, think about all that. You had like the other night, you had people trying to tell me that Zay Jones, Zay Jones played better in Buffalo than he is right now in Vegas. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, he had more opportunities in Buffalo, yeah. but he was absolutely not the player that we see now. Like if we had that version of Zay Jones, I think he would still be in Buffalo. 50% catch I, I rate. Really do. 50% catch rate in Buffalo. Horrible. 50%. And then you had Kelvin, ben- like, come on, Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin. We had Kelvin, we had a tight end that, that really, no, we had an offensive tackle out there as our wide receiver number. Like, come on, man. Right, right, for sure. Like, miss me, miss me with those takes. So and shout out to uh, to Jacob Allen. I can understand that Jacob is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So he says, Allen is more talented. Tell me when he wins something. And I was this just going to say argument. that. I was just going to say that. Yeah, Go ahead. and this, but this is the argument. Like, and that's why I said there's two answers to this question because you're going to have this crowd that's going to say, "Oh, well, you haven't won any." Like the Patriot fans just lost the Saturday. I was on a show Monday morning. Um, I forget which show. I, I've been on so many shows, but I was on <laughs> shows this week, and, and and all in the comments, everybody's like, uh, "Well, he, yeah, y'all beat us, but talk to me when you get six Super Bowls." Okay, talk to me when you get another one. How about that? Talk to me when talk to me when you win a division championship again. You just lost two. So, but but no, to to Jacob's point, I'm going to be very respectful to that. He's right in that conversation. Josh hasn't won, so we got we got to do something. Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say. I think the work that Josh has to put in is he has to at least beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, if not win a Super Bowl. And I think once he wins a Super Bowl, I think the narrative changes, and I have to be. And and uh, Charles Clay was also on that football team, and Robert Foster. Um, but uh, 
And Duke Williams, right? Was Duke Williams on that team too? Duke Williams. Robert Foster isn't even an elite. Is he even on a practice squad this year? I I know I don't know. We we can we can go back and talk about that, but um Joe Joe does too. Richard, shout out to my man Richard Rush. He says, I love it when Smith says Benjamin. <laughs> Joe does too. He laughs every single time. Yeah. So I mean, and this is you know, this is Mattis Mattis Center says Joe, uh Sunday you hit it when you said that Alan had the best QBR rating ever. So and that 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 was held by Tom Brady at ninety five. And Josh Allen beat it on Saturday night by a half. I thought a point. it was ninety-eight even. Oh yeah, and that's, and that's not. Even. Yeah, it's QBR, not not passer rating. QBR. Yeah, his was ninety-eight even. Josh Allen's was ninety-eight point five, the highest one ever for a game. Um, but Josh is going to have to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. And it's funny to me because I almost have to apologize to Good Morning Football and some of the other networks because Monday they did. So there was no highlights. Did you notice there was no Bills highlights on Sunday? like halftimes, pregames, nothing like that. They just talked about the games. And then Monday came, and it was almost like the game didn't happen. It was 45 seconds on Good Morning Football, and I was a little miffed. I was off on Monday because of Martin Luther King Day. And so I was, like, excited to sit and watch three hours of Good Morning Football. No highlights. Well, they made up for it this week. They've done quite a few spots since then, which is great. But uh, Alan's going to have all that to say that. Alan, all that to say this. Alan's going to have to win. He's going to have to win, which I – that window's open, wide open. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jenke let us know. He always lets us know. He always. says Robert Foster was on the, the Cowboys practice squad this year. Shout out to Robert Foster. He, he was that guy for us. Josh's rookie year. He was the one that had us excited to see what Josh could do. And, and it showed uh, flashes in his rookie year because of Robert Foster. So, you know, we do appreciate Robert Foster. I'm not you know, I'm not coming down on him, but man, he couldn't like. You're, you mean to tell me so so the first year that that Pat, Patrick Mahomes was a starter he had Travis Kelsey Tariq Hill he had uh the run what, who he have he had he had a better running back than they have the kid that's in Cleveland um running back wise Lamar uh, yeah. Hunt L- Hunt Hunt yeah Kareem, yeah Kareem Hunt I said Lamar Hunt you know, it's definitely not the owner the former owner of the Chiefs it's not him you know, so but but it's like you have that roster the first year you're starting as compared to what we're talking about with Josh here when when you have wide receivers with a 50 percent drop percentage. It's not only like the that's wide receivers insane. of the nine rostered offensive linemen. Eight of them were not in the NFL. Josh's second year. Only one was it was Jordan Mills or court. Yeah, Jordan was according to no, Jordan Mills was the only one. And he went to I think he went to the Bengals and then was out the next mm-hmm. year. So eight of his rostered linemen that were in front of him his rookie year were out of the NFL his second year. Not not only gone from the Bills, not even on a on a football team. They were bad. Yeah, Vlad to cost. Remember that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone again. Just before I read this super chat, there's so many guys that were on that roster the year that we bought Josh, and that's either a not in the league or mm-hmm. on practice squads. You don't have a bunch of guys that's left that team and now they're starting and they're stars somewhere. Trash. Like yeah. You know, like so. So when people make these comparisons, that's the only thing that gets me ticked off, because it's like when you talk about Josh Allen, all you had to Josh Allen was keeping us in those games. Oh, yeah. Like Josh Allen. It was because even at that point, Shady was starting to not be shady. Like, you know, it was Josh's team. It wasn't, you know, two years before that, Shady was running it like every play him and Tyrod just doing what they did. When Josh got here, that stopped. Yeah. Shady wasn't he wasn't breaking those long runs like that. He was dancing behind the line of scrimmage and losing three yards. That's what Shady was doing. Shout out to my man John again with the super chat. He said, I agree with you both, but can we please stop comparing oranges to apples with Josh and Pat? Come on, compare the talent in their first two years. I, 
That is and not how you you're saying that's not, that's not how it works. You can't compare their, their you can't compare their first two years. Otherwise, well, no, Mac, but Mac I think Jones. he's saying what we were just saying about the roster talent. Compare the talent, you know, that they've had around them that first okay, two years. Okay, gotcha. I feel like that's what say, otherwise, otherwise, Mac Jones is auto, automatically a better quarterback than Josh Allen because his rookie year he was better. It's like gotcha. Okay, so I jumped I jumped the gun on that one. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but and. And then, you know, the other thing, too, about that, and then we can kind of move on from this conversation. But sure. the other thing about it is it's just teams in general, because the Buffalo Bills have never won a Super Bowl. You know, like this is the part that makes me feel good because, you know, we got the guy like yeah. now we know we got the guy when now other teams, the fan bases are so afraid that they jump in your comments before you get, like you oh, don't yeah. even say anything negative about them. And they jump in. Yeah, but you never won a Super Bowl. OK, yep. Yep, yep. So what? And even when we win one, it'll be we've only won one Super Bowl, one in four. It's like mm -hmm. it's never going to end until we win nine, which is probably never going to happen. So there's a point where you're just like, you know what? We got a really, really good quarterback and a really good football team and an awesome head coach and a great franchise and a great city and a great fan base. So let's just Aaron, love what we got. Aaron Rodgers to me is is um, and I've said this publicly multiple times. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite all time court. Like to me, he's the yep. best guy I've ever seen play. Yep position of quarterback he's won one super bowl i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm not going to change my opinion now to be like well tom brady is better than than him because he has six no tom brady had six better rosters if you look back at those years you give you put aaron Rodgers on those patriots teams and tell mm -hmm. me that you don't think aaron Rodgers has more than one super bowl for sure for sure shout out to triggs he says we haven't seen mahomes without kelsey or hill we haven't but that's not his fault. So I'm not going to hold it against him for for his GM and his coach having talent. Um, Andy Reid does a great job always. Mm -hmm. When he was in Philly, he did a great job getting talent. So I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, but the thing is, you know, I just I just I can't you're not going to sit here and, and have that argument with me and, and tell me that Josh Allen is not good because we haven't won a Super Bowl. Why Teller was traded before he played for the Buffalo Bills during the season, if I'm not mistaken. He was going to be he wasn't on, he was gonna I was gonna say cut, he wasn't on the roster. He wasn't on the roster. He was a cut candidate and the Bills traded him for a fifth round draft pick. So yeah. right. I'm talking about I'm talking about guys that was on the yeah. team. Uh, shout out, good good pointer, but but I specifically meant because we always talk about Wyatt Teller. We were gonna cut him. Like we were happy he that we got a sixth round draft pick. Yeah. It was either fifth or sixth. Can we just start calling Chris? the encyclopedia can we just give him a nickname and officially just call him the like no longer the we've done the real chris janky because that's what his twitter handle is can we just call him the encyclopedia like is that a I'm cool gonna nickname? Call him, I, i've been calling him stats this whole time like stats he's been my work, stats. Yeah, stats are in the encyclopedia stats works he, he just yeah the dude's brain is incredible so let's like we got like 10 <laughs> minutes we got 10 minutes left um so let's talk about just what we probably feel like is going to happen in this football game right so um, whether it's game predictions or Josh on stat lines or yeah, all that stuff. I'll let you go first. Okay. Cause I'm, I've got, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so first I guess I have a, I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but, um, I'm listening. I, I, I think this, I think this moment, I think the pressure is more on the chiefs than it is the bills. So I feel like we're going to see a rattled, Kansas City Chiefs team and I know they've had big moments they've played in big games the last huge game on this type of level this type of stage they looked rattled in the Super Bowl yeah yeah and and I think there's a pressure for them to get back there and to to get that taste out of their mouth but I still think that there's some I know it's, it's been two years removed now but I, I feel like there's there's a little bit of fatigue from that that Super Bowl that they won I feel like they, they're just not as hungry and right now the Buffalo Bills are that they're on that place where they're like look 
we remember you, we, every all week we've seen the pictures of Stefan Diggs standing on the field. You know, you know, every time we play the Chiefs, that that picture is gonna gonna get is gonna yeah. get circulated. There's three I'm tired of, of it. Three of them. First, hands on helmet. Second one, hands at hips. Third one, McDermott holding him. And then now there's a fourth one because Matt Perino, shout out to Matt, he posted from the press box where you could see like small digs. And oh, he's really? like, just, <laughs> and so it's, but it's like, the, the, you know, it's been circulating. I feel like sure. that moment has fueled them. So now to go back to the same place against the same team, I think now at this point, Josh Allen is just, he's fired up, he's locked in. And I think the pressure is on the Kansas City Chiefs to prove that they're still the guy. And and for us, it's just like, look, we know we know we're the better team. Do you just gotta the, go do it. Do you believe the history repeats itself? Depending on what we're talking about. There's just some weird, there's just some weird things when you consider just the Kelly years and Allen coming in and making it to the AFC championship game, losing. And then as much as they didn't get bounced in the first round, so I, think, I believe the Bills got bounced in the KC is is in the mode trying not to lose instead of trying to win. That's where, it, yes, I would agree with that. Yes. That's where, To me, that's how the Bills played in the playoffs last year. The Bills played in the playoffs last year like they were trying not to lose, whereas so far this year, one game in, they're playing to win. Um, yeah. But the last – That's kind of uh, tonight, Justin. So the Buffalo, Bills, the Buffalo Bills played the Dallas Cowboys – excuse me, uh, the first time they played the Cowboys, they lost in the Super Bowl, beat them in the regular season, and then obviously, you know, played them in the Super Bowl. I, it's just, it's, there's just a lot of weird kind of just similarities that my brain kind of points to. Now, they're not identical. They're not mirrors of each other, but there's just, I don't know. It's just, it'll be interesting to see how things go, but I'll be at this football game, and I wish you were going too. So, yeah, there's, there, so the first comment of the night, getting back to that one about your shirt being, being fire was nice shirt. And I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, thanks. I love this shirt. <laughs> and then I looked at your shirt. I was like, and in my head, while you're talking, I'm like, maybe they're talking about Spence's shirt. And then like three or four I've seen like a, yeah, I've seen a few of them. So Get up for 26 up. shirts. This is the charge shirt. This is the charge. Shout out to Dale Reed and 26 <laughs> Come shirts. On now. This one, my mom actually got this from me for Christmas. It has patches on it. It's it has like freaking the awesome. patch on this one. That is an awesome shirt. helmet on this one. And this yeah, is actually, it's a patch. This is not a. Yeah, that's a dope shirt. Pretty cool. That's yeah, a dope shirt. I so I'll let mom know. Last couple minutes, and uh, everybody can throw in there in the comments section as well, just uh, what you're expecting from this football game from Josh Allen and from a game prediction. So how do you see Josh Allen playing this game as far as – don't give me just before, a number. Talk, talk, to, me about what you, talk to me about what you but think. A, oh, go ahead. Well, no, do me a favor before we do that because I feel like when we go into that, it's going to be a lot of comments, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. We probably will go into overtime. Can you hit that read for me real quick? Oh, that's a good call. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline uh, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast and uh, podcast network. And uh, we are, as I just said, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Well, who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is a team. It's not just one guy. And they are a real estate agency team where they buy and sell homes here in Western New York. But not only in Western New York, they can actually help you no matter where you are in the country. Uh, they work for the brokerage that is Keller Williams, which is the largest brokerage in the entire world. And they consider themselves tra life transition specialists because let's be honest, if you've ever moved, it's a life transition, especially if you've moved out of town or to a different neighborhood, not just kind of staying in your town. But if you're looking to buy a house, uh, you want an expert. You want somebody who's going to be able to walk you through the house, talk to you about cracks in the foundation, talk to you about the roof, talk to you about things in the kitchen, talk to you about drains, talk to you about showers, talk to you about leaks in the house and things like that basically points you to things you need to be aware of that you're going to have to take care of in the next coming years. If you're selling a house, you want to maximize its value. In order to get the best from your transaction, you need the best team. And the best team is the Market Dominators team. 
So give my guy and Spence's guy, John Spaz, check a call. You can reach him at 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. The number is on the screen. You can also reach him on Twitter. John is Bill's Mafia, and his handle is M as in Mary Dominator 716. So, yes, yes, salute to the market dominator. John takes care of us. So make no mistake, John. And, and it's not just us. When I'm in Tampa with John and the mafia, Kristen Kimmick and Alyssa's around, everybody's with us, Denard and everybody's with us. Like John's buying food and buying drinks. John takes care of Bill's mafia when he's with us. So John takes care of us and we love John. John is the freaking man. So yeah, call, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, call John. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go. I feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be as dominating as a performance of as we saw um, this past Saturday. But I do think I do think it's going to be one of those games like like just Jessica mentioned. The Bills are playing to win. Yeah. And I think right now the Chiefs are playing to not lose. And I think it's a completely different mindset. The Buffalo Bills are hungrier. The Buffalo Bills want this. They I don't even know if it, it's going to sound dumb when I say this. I don't even know if they want the Super Bowl as bad as they want to beat the Chiefs. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. and yeah, it's like I know that they want to like, and I know that's a goal. I know it's I know it's championship caliber, and they're hungry. But I think right now, like they they want to just like they really want to prove like, look, the Chiefs are not who y'all thought they were. Right, right. They, they're not anymore. They're not those guys. We're those guys. We're really like that. Like yeah. like toy like like Poyer said a few weeks back when, when he was mic'd up. I'm like that. The yeah. whole team is like that. So I think I think this time, I think is that's where I'm at. So I'm going I'm going Buffalo Bills, uh, 35-24. It's interesting. Sorry, <laughs> back the comment section. Um, uh, it's interesting to me to think about just this football game. Um, and where our headspace will be at if the Bills do beat them by two possessions or three possessions. You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> you no, I'm laughing me? at you. Yeah, you're calm. <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. I, I'm the one that approved this. Or somebody, somebody approved the comment. I don't know why he said that. Call me, Please call me babe. I was like, okay, babe. <laughs> I hope maybe he was like texting this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I jumped on it. So my <laughs> my my tenth grade self saw it and jumped on it. Um what if what if the Bills do beat him by two possessions or three possessions? It's not outside the realm of possibility. They beat him by 18 points. They beat him by three possessions in the That's last football game. Yeah, um, it happened. Regardless of where you think Josh Allen is compared to Pat Mahomes and who's won a Super Bowl and who hasn't, the reality is is Josh Allen has the better roster. He's got the better football team. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything at the end of the day. It's about matchups, but we've already seen this team match up well against the Chiefs. I just wonder where our headspace, our collective headspace, is going to be at if the Bills beat them by two or three possessions. I think it's going to be a close game as well, which drives me insane, especially with me being there because I'm going to be sweating bullets at this football game. Um, Before I answer, what is your headspace going to be at? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my sister uh i saw dude so i had at one point in time a permed mullet so my sister just so everybody knows just said i had a lot a lot more hair when i was in the 10th grade i had a permed mullet that was shaved on the side i kid you not i was at the gym last week and there was a kid there high school kid with my haircut and i showed him a picture I, oh sure no you, i was like dude, it was glorious bro it was absolutely 2022 though man it was like, absolutely no. glorious i was like bro you wear that thing with pride because it was no, yeah, it was, Joe. You got to no. You got to you got to guide the youth. You you can't be oh look at Joe. that look at that 
<laughs> there was a kid at the gym, a high school football player at the gym at STA Performance, Ben Woods Gym, with that haircut last week. I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. So yeah. And moms let us know that she permed it. Mom, she did permit. It. She did permit. It's true. <laughs> this is great. It's true. My now, mom was, my mom's a, a beautician. Yeah. Now I'm gonna show you, like, while you while you go, I'm gonna show right. you my prom picture, man. I yeah, did fine. that thing. Yep, yep. Um, so, anyways, as I, no, I may have forgotten what I was saying. Um, so I think this <laughs> game is gonna be close, and I'm gonna be sweating bullets. I think for me, I, I wonder what our before I give my prediction, I wonder what our headspace is gonna be if the Bills do not come out on top. So there's no there's no harm. We're not bad people if we don't if we don't all, you know talk about how the Bills are gonna win and they're only gonna win and there's no way they can lose. Nice. <laughs> Get it. Get it. I had to. I had the luscious. My date was mad. She had to throw some more weave in there because it wasn't long as mine. Oh She's my like, God, How are you dude. gonna show up with my hair? Like, and I was like, man, pff, don't listen. Don't so first, first things first. To the two or three thousand of you that are listening to this in podcast form, you're gonna have to go to YouTube. You're gonna have to go. <laughs> just to see the two pictures that we just showed. So mine was from 1987. I don't know what year was yours from. Oh four. Oh four. Nice. Perfect. Um, so getting back on task because we're ending this show in glorious fashion. Uh, I just wonder where our headspace is going to be if if they don't come out on top of this football game. And for me, if they play hard and they play a good football game and the Chiefs just best them, right, by a point, three points, four points, five points, and it's close. I don't think this season is, is, is a loss. I don't think this season is a tragedy. I don't think this season is a letdown. To me, you play football and you play to win, and if you didn't win – then that happens sometimes. Now, if they come out and the wheels come off and they get throttled again, I think I'm having. I, I think I've got different feelings, right? At that point, I mean, I, before I answer, do you have a thought on that? We probably need to talk about that. So, for me, I, you know, um, regardless of how this game turns out, I have the same outlook. For instance, on Twitter the other day, I was talking about extending Levi Wallace, and some people were like, "Well, yeah, let's see what happens after this week because this is going to be the first real test." And I'm like, "Look, I don't care what happens in one game." what we saw from this team for the season and what I saw from Levi Wallace. and blah, blah. So same thing about what you're asking now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good with what we did to me this year was a success. Yeah. Um, and when you look at it from a, a franchise standpoint and you look at it um, and you, there are teams because only one team wins the Super Bowl every year, only one. So what you do is you go back and you look at coaches like Mike Tomlin and it's like, Oh, he never had a losing season in his entire career. He's made the playoffs every year out of it. So when you have those conversations that lets you know, this coach is successful, it doesn't, right. you don't have to win 15 Super Bowls to be successful right now. You want one, you definitely yeah. want one, but, but no, I'm absolutely, I'm proud of my boys this year. I'm proud of the defense. I'm proud of Josh Allen. Damn yeah. it. Can we be proud of Josh Allen? Yeah. Like this kid, he came out and he showed us that we are going to consistently for at least the next seven to eight years yeah. have a guy that's going to be in the conversation to be the best player in the league every single time he's on the field. Yeah, first things first. Jay uh, Trace comes in with the super chat says Jay mm -hmm. looking like damn needs game insane. You ever watch the Boondocks? You I ever watch not. the Boondocks? I've not. I've okay, not. so on the Boondocks, there's a his the guy's name. His full name is a pimp named Slickback. And he's like, say it with me now. The whole thing, you have to say a pimp named Slickback. So that's what he's referring to. Gotcha. Yes, I got a lot of those comparisons and I got a lot of Money Mike comparisons at that time. All I saw Friday. was Snoop Dogg as, as Huggy Bear in Starsky and Hutch. That's with it too. I'm with I know it. some I'm people that know some people that rob some people. 
<laughs> uh, so Eric is asking me if I'm going to be wearing the boho jersey. Uh, yes, we are looking to go six and zero in the boho uh, this week. So I, whether I'm wearing it underneath clothes or on top of clothes, because it's going to be 37 degrees, I will be wearing the Corey Bohorkas jersey. Uh, to which I showed you, like I had to explain the whole thing to people. It's like, you follow me. Where have you been for two years? But anyway, uh, so for me, for this football game, <clears throat> I'm probably in that 27 to 24 range. I'm probably close as well. And I've got the Bills coming out on top. Um, I think that the Buffalo Bills will come out. They're going to have a two-possession lead in this football game at some point in time, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs do try to come back. Um, and as much as the Chiefs have done a very good job throughout Pat Mahomes' career of coming back from 10-point deficits, he doesn't do it against defenses like this one, right? This defense is special. This defense is different. So for me, I, I, I'm seeing a, a Bills win 27 to 10. I think I've got Josh Allen probably around that same, th same thing, 308 yards. So like high twos, low threes, uh, a couple of touchdowns. And I think Devin Singletary is going to have a good football game. Their, their, their run defense is not great. Um, and I think the Buffalo Bills offensive line is cooking. And I think that's what's going to make that 27-10 game possible. So it comes back to what you've talked about for two years, that you've got to be able to run the ball. It doesn't mean you have to be Jonathan Taylor run first, rush for 160 yards yeah. every game, but you've got to be able to run the football. And I think Devin Singletary is bringing an element to this football team that is undeniable. I'm with you. I agree. Um, so the score-wise, we went. I didn't give us a Josh Allen. You, you said about 305? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this game, I feel like the flow of the game is not going to allow for Josh Allen to just like go off the way he did this past weekend. So I think it's going to be a little more balanced on both sides of it. I think that Josh is going to have around like maybe maybe 240, 250, mm -hmm. uh, but no turnovers again. I'm going to go no turnovers and I'm going to say that Devin is going to actually have a game. I think mm -hmm. Devin's going to have I don't know if it's going to now we might get back to the point where they're actually using a little bit more of the screens or some or short passes with Devin involved, but total offense, I'm not going to say rush yards, but total offense, he's going to have a hundred yard day. I like it. I like it a lot. That's it. Any final words besides that one? Go bills, go bills. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to do the whole read. Uh, somebody just said, uh, so John Fazio fellas, if we make it the AFC championship or super bowl, we need to hang. Uh, we should do Buffalo rumblings tailgate. Well, it's tough because I, once again, I'm one of the few people, just like when I was with Fanatics, <laughs> few Buffalo contra content creators that's actually in Buffalo. So <clears throat> if people are coming to Buffalo, sure, it'd be great. Bill's Mafia House, we can do all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I mean, probably... if it's a Super Bowl, if it's a Super Bowl, I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with the cold because there's no way, there's well, no way I'm not going to be, be here. The Super Bowl's going to no, be in but LA. The, but the parade is going to oh, be there. And there's yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. way. There is no way. Like yeah, zero. General chance that I'm missing the parade downtown on city at City Hall and down Elmwood and Delaware and Chippewa. There's no way I'm not turning up that weekend. Yeah, period. For sure. Before for we sure. go though, you asked if I have last words. I yeah. do. Sunday morning, Joe won't be with us because he's gonna be at the game. But we're linking up just like we did with the guys from Pat's Pulpit last weekend for the uh, Super Wildcard Week. And we're doing the same thing again with my people over at Arrowhead Pride. And we're going to have the NFL Divisional Round pregame show. We're going to talk about all the games, but we're really going to talk about our game specifically. Um, these guys are really, really good. Shout out to everybody over there. They do great work. Um, we're also going to have Cover One joining us. I got Greg Thompson and Aaron nice. Quinn joining me nice. to jump in here and have these discussions. We're going to talk a lot of different things. We're going to talk schemes. We're going to talk just everything that you want to talk that you want to be prepared for going into the game be there if you if you follow me on twitter find the post and go in and set yourself a reminder you're not going to want to miss it i promise you you're not going to want to miss it did, so these are the guys that you that you put in the chat with me and bruce right yeah did you see what i put on this post on that post 
Because the one guy's like, I don't care if the Buffalo Bills have the you know play the best football the best in their fr- it, yeah. fr- fr- franchise history. I was like, they didn't play the best football in franchise history. They played the best football in NFL history. Like, literally. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was literally. Gonna, oh, so stay tuned Friday. Food for thought, nine o'clock with uh, Nate Geary and uh, Bruce Nolan, uh, Bruce, Mister Bruce exclusive. Saturday there will be no time to shine. I will be in Kansas City. The chop up will be coming to you at nine o'clock. And then Sunday, there will be no overreaction post-game show. There will be a special edition of the Code of Conduct with Jay Spencer King post-game, immediately following the football game on Sunday. And then Monday, the off-tackle with John Fina show. And I might jump in. Stay tuned. If I feel like I have to talk about this game, I'll jump in somewhere and do an overreaction show. If I don't feel like I have to talk, I'm just going to take the weekend off and enjoy it. So good, good with you. Great. You can always jump in. Like, I know you're not going to be able to do the full show, but even no. if you want to jump in for a second, like from your phone and just tell everybody, hey, what's up? And like yeah, your yeah. reaction from the game, that would be great. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'll keep you posted. It depends. I'm taking McKenna. I'm really excited to spend the weekend with her. So she's really That's excited, awesome. too. So, yes, yeah, yeah. it's freaking cool. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Humpty Hotline brought by brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Multicast Podcast Network. Man, it's hump day. And uh, we're getting short on these things. There's not many, not many of these things left. So, uh, as always, bro, excited to be here with you. I love you. Appreciate you like a lot. Like there's just a cool vibe that you and I have together, and it's from day one. It's always been just, dare I say, magic. So I appreciate what happens when you're friends and not just like coworkers. (laughs) You know. Although we we have not gotten into a heated debate in a while, so we got to figure out something to argue about at some point. Like have it. Okay. I'll come up with something, you know, I, you know, it's not hard for me to come up with something that'll then eventually end up in a bet that I'll lose. So yeah, that's yep. what we got to come up with. Cause that's what the people are here for. That's what they're here for. Let's be honest. But yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for myself, for Jay Spence, for all the Buffalo rumblings crew and all the bills mafia, I will definitely hug McKenna for you, Jamie. Uh, that's aunt Jamie. That's a uh, post in there. And for Nana, for mom, who's in the chat, but uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys until next time. Go get them chiefs. Enjoy this week. Go bills. Go bills. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.